Welcome to the Mothers Who Know podcast channel. This is part two of a four-part parent training series. In this section, Karen talks about why smart people do stupid things, what the science is behind addictions, and talks a little bit about neuropathways and training. Please listen as Karen Broadhead, parent support specialist, teaches us some very important concepts that we need to know for both ourselves and for our children. Welcome to week two, parent training. So glad that you're here when you consider how many young men are in this program and that you're the one here. That's very honorable of you. And I want to acknowledge that. So thank you so much for being here. Stacy, can you think of anything I've missed? Anything I should say? Uh, just a reminder that on the third Thursday of every month, we host an online meeting like this called a generals panel. And we invite boys who have graduated from the Sons of Healing program to come and share their testimonies and their strategies for success. So this is one of our favorite meetings. It's super cool to hear these sons, these warriors, um, and their energy and their enthusiasm. This is actually a meeting that sometimes I bring my boys who are struggling. I have them log on to it so they can hear that there's hope, that there's a chance, that they're going to make it through. So it's at 7.30 Mountain Time. Again, third Thursday every month, 7.30. It's really worth your time. Okay, awesome. So just to review, last week we talked about how critical it is to understand and be able to identify despite the messes in your life, despite what's going on, the fact that you have an addiction or a child that's dealing with an addiction, that your divine identity is intact always and that that is something that we promote in our programs as soon as anyone shows up to our recovery groups the energy is hello you awesome son of god you're amazing and you are so valuable and you are one scary guy to the adversary that's why he's been picking on you so much imagine what will happen if you can overcome and get to a place of recovery? You're already amazing and good. Imagine how amazing and good you'll be when you're clean and your brain is all going in the right direction. It's going to be awesome. And they also hear young men. It's not just their clinician that speaks like that. It's the young men in the group who are further ahead in their journey and in their recovery than they are. And they hear them speak, and it is so inspiring. In fact, one of the young men in our recent video for the parent orientation meeting, you can see Stephanie's here. She helps us with our general. She's our general support specialist, the boys who graduated from the program. And we had a meeting, and she participated in the little video that we did for our parents that we're going to be um, emailing to everyone. And, and she had one of the young men there said, I did not want to come to Sons of Healing. You remember what he said, Steph? Okay, Stephanie, you share. It's so cool to hear somebody else's voice. Okay. So, yeah, this young man had just started coming to group the night that my son was graduating from group. This was my, my first son that graduated. I have a second son who's in the program now. Anyway, they have kind of a fun graduation celebration when the boys graduate from the program and they present them with a really cool ring. And my son just kind of shared how the program has changed his life. And so this young man came to group kind of with the attitude, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to do anything. 
and I'm not going to participate, and I don't want to be here. But then when, when he came and it was my son's graduation, he saw my son and he said, oh, he's like this normal guy, <laughs> this normal kid, and wow, he's actually pretty cool, and I like his testimony, and I like what he's saying. And so after that, his attitude changed, and he decided he was going to participate, and, and he ended up graduating, and now he's one of our generals too, so pretty pretty cool. I was pretty happy to hear that. <laughs> Yep, that's one of the strengths that we see in so many of the things we do in all of our trainings that we do with our support groups and trainings we do with mothers who know. Everybody comes in just raw, right? We just found out and we are just deer in a headlight wondering what to do. And then those women who have been using all the principles and tools and getting in a place where they can stand very safely and mostly consistently at the tree so that they can stay in a peaceful, powerful place of strength um, despite the fact that it's taking their loved one way longer than they had hoped and um, that they are losing battles and then doing well and then losing again. They've learned because they've taken advantage of the tools and, and been to lots of those things. They can see someone ahead of them. So anyway, it's just so valuable. Even in our Eternal Warriors classes, they're an open enrollment format so that when you enter a class, not everyone is a brand new student together. Everybody is at different places. So someone new to the principles is hearing other people who've been practicing those principles for a long time where they're at and recognizing, wow, if I apply this, that is so good to know where they started and how their life has changed because they're applying these things. So anyway, I just really appreciate that, that we have that dynamic here. It's so powerful for someone else to show you who they are so that you can really see who you are and who you can become and not believe the adversary's lies. So last week, we talked about how important it is if you're going to support your son in a great way, you have to wake up to the war. You have to get, this is a real, real thing. It's very personal and the war that we fought in heaven in our pre-earth existence still continues and it is very intense and very personal. And the adversary is really good at what he does, but our savior has so much more power than the adversary. And when we know how to access that power and identify our enemy and the things he does to stop us, we are so much better at supporting our child. Uh, and today we're going to learn a little bit more about, about that. Um, not every voice in our heads is a trusted voice. That's really liberating, uh, especially for girls, because girls have lots of feelings and things they think constantly, and the adversary is very good at tormenting women and girls. And so they can start thinking they're kind of crazy and that something is wrong with them. And so when they actually gain a testimony of not every voice in my head is a trusted voice and I can reclaim this stage of my mind. I can reclaim this and I can use my agency even in my brain to tell the adversary to get lost and that this is the kind of thoughts that I entertain here, not your bullying thoughts. So that's really valuable. Um, and then um, 
Also, we talked about the tool that we use in our programs, the Power Calendar, and how that's one of our most important tools to heighten our level of spiritual discernment so that we add a high level of spirit as we're fighting our battles. And our young men are doing that consistently on an accountability system, as well as having other goals that they're accountable to, because we learned that you can get kind of you can get kind of numb. You can be asleep with your eyes opened and just be going through the motions, feeling kind of numb and in a fog, and remembering on purpose why you fight and what your what your actions are and the armor that you need to put on every day in order to fortify your borders is critical to your success in battle. So we are really excited about our personal warrior trainer regimen that now is available because they're like the powerful assistant coaches. The clinician is the coach, the personal warrior trainers are the assistant coach and they run drills with the young men so that when they show up to actually perform and win in their battles with the adversary over the long run for a long time, they have the strength to do that because they have an assistant coach that's running them through the drills and helping them to stay strong. Okay, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight, for me personally, it was very difficult for me to understand why my son could be receiving so much help from books, from bishops, from his parents, and be so capable in so many areas of his life and yet be continually losing battles to an area in his life that did not serve him in any way and also created so many consequences that were not enjoyable for him. Yeah, I did not understand, why can't you just stop that? And now that we are in this program and now that you have tools that you're getting, what, what's going on here? Like really, is there something wrong with this program? Is there something wrong with, with you? There's definitely, it's really hard for me to think in my mind, nice things about me. Must be something wrong with me as your parent because I can't support you well enough, can't teach you good enough, even though all that effort showed up for me to do everything I could to teach and train you to be clean and virtuous. Now look what's happened despite all of our effort. So uh, it was really challenging for me to be patient with my son and to stay in a place where I could feel like I believe that it, and I'm hopeful that this will all be okay until I understood the scientific side of self-mastery or addiction. And I didn't understand that until I took an Eternal Warriors course and started learning and practicing the principles of what, what's the scientific side of self-mastery and started applying that on my own girl power calendar and with my own issues. Because I didn't really recognize why smart people did such stupid things until somebody that was so smart in my life was doing something so not smart that was causing us all so much discomfort. I did not understand with all the evidence that that is not a good idea. Why you couldn't just stop that? 
And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's so important, and we're not going to hit it really thoroughly, but I want to highlight why smart people do stupid things tonight. I'd like to just have you watch a short video. What this is, it's a video, a portion of a video that is found on the Eternal Warriors website. And it describes in such a succinct, clear way why smart people do stupid things. So we're just going to watch this really quick, and then we're going to discuss just a little bit about it. Before we watch this, will you each just think personally about a behavior that you have that you uh, that doesn't really serve you? And when you lose a battle and go against your value system and do that behavior anyway, and you're like, that's not who I want to be, or that's not the best thing for me, but I do it anyway. I want you to be just considering that thing in your life. So just be noticing. So don't just be thinking, when I come to this class, I'm only thinking about how can I fix my son? I want you to be thinking about how does this apply to me? Because tonight, the reason I want you to understand this principle is it heightens your level of empathy and understanding about addiction, why addiction is a process to overcome, and why recovery can take more than five minutes. Okay, here we go. By several important principles. First of all, you'll understand that you are not your enemy. Your family and those around you are not your enemy, but you have an enemy, and you need to understand how he works. Your enemy uses a powerful biochemical cycle to keep you stuck in bad habits and patterns. There's a very effective way to recognize when he is activating the cycle in you, and there is a powerful weapon that you can use against him to break the cycle and create joy and peace in your life. In Eternal Warriors, we teach you about the satanic spin and the chemical scale. Our enemies figured out a way to lull our thinking brain to sleep. This is the part of our brain where we're connected to our value system and to the planning system that helps us to see ways to accomplish what we say is important. He flashes us with images, thoughts, and memories that he knows will have meaning to us. This flash causes a chemical spill in our brain that activates the more animalistic part of our brain. As this part of our brain is activated, we begin to experience what can be very strong and powerful feelings and emotions. These feelings can cause us to go back into the filing cabinet of our minds and pull out other related memories and experiences and feelings that flash us even further and cause further dumps of chemicals into our brain. As the animal part of our brain is activated more and more, Satan uses ways to tempt us to go against our value system and to find ways to find release from the pain, the sorrow, or the challenge that we're experiencing. We don't realize that he's put us to sleep and caused us to go numb and dumb. Satan uses this biochemical cycle in a myriad of ways to get us into disempowering habits and beliefs about ourselves. It always starts with something that has meaning to us and that he will lie about to cause a buildup of pain and a subsequent need to release the pain. When we can begin to recognize the cycle that we're trapped in and see that Satan's attempting to put us to sleep and to cause us to become numb and dumb, we can use some very effective tools to fight him. We've been given a very powerful weapon through our bodies and he can have no power over our body unless we give it to him. When we're trapped in a satanic spin, 
we can activate chemistry within our bodies that can completely flush out the chemicals, causing us to become numb and feel asleep. We call this process activating warrior chemistry. Warrior chemistry can be activated in seconds and enables us to wake up the warrior within us and fight for what we love and be reconnected in our minds to what we say we value and what it is that we truly do love. Activating warrior chemistry is very powerful in enabling us to maintain self-control, self-mastery, and self-empowerment. It can help us to reconnect to the, our source of strength as we fight for and fight with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, that video is so well done. Way better than the way I can describe that. It's important to understand some important things about our brain and how the adversary uses what he knows about our chemistry, our brain, the way our thought processes work, and what that can do to us that will get us to do things outside our value system. So you can come up to someone that you love after they've lost a battle and say, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Or you can have a conversation with your loved one just that very morning, six to eight hours previous, and you both knew you could feel the spirit. You both talked about what was important, and he told you, this is how hard I'm going to fight, and this is why I fight, and I'm never going to give up. And then by five in the evening, he's lost a battle. And you're like, okay, I'm so confused. Like this morning, we had a moment. I know you felt it, I felt it, and remember what you said, and you can ask your loved one. Do you remember what we talked about this morning? And the point is, they are thinking, yes, I can now, but when I lost the battle, the answer to why did I do something that stupid, that dumb, is I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know why I did that. And this is the why. This describes the why tonight. Why do we do things that are against our value system? It's not because we're broken and just pathetic and that we're so weak and evil or unworthy. It has a lot to do with we have a very, very smart enemy who's really good at biological warfare. He's psychological and military genius and he knows in a spiritual war I can put people asleep in the part of their brain that holds all the things they value in their spiritual realm and that is when I can show up to suggest things that are against their value system but I never show up and do that until they have those strong, powerful, negative feelings that justify following through with what I suggest they do. Okay, so Satan causes us to forget what's important to us by using biochemical warfare. The problem is that we try to fight him cognitively when we aren't even awake. And then when we have lost a battle and gotten to the point where we've done something that's against our value system and we come to ourselves again, all the chemicals are flushed out and our value system turns back on, 
we are devastated to notice that we've done that again. And it made so much sense at the time. And now what does that say about me? Here I am, this person that knows I am not supposed to do that, but I do it anyway. So over time, especially in a secret place where nobody knows about your lost battles because you don't want to hurt anyone, and the addict side of your brain doesn't want you to tell anyone because then that's when the hard work has to start. If you tell someone out loud that you're losing battles or you have an issue, uh, the addict part of the brain is not going to get what it wants. It has to go to work. So it will say, don't tell anybody. Okay? Physically. It's not just the adversary. He knows that even that part of their brain that, that loves that experience that it has when they're losing battles to their addiction doesn't want them to tell. Anyway, it's just important to know that the adversary is trying to get us to be in a place where we are not fully firing in our frontal lobe, where all of our values are, where we plan and our, we create, and where we feel the spirit. He wants it to be not fully firing and then to cause experiences in our lives through flashing us with things that are related to things that have a lot of emotional, emotional, what's the word, pull for us something we care about deeply that would cause us to have strong feelings. That's what he flashes us on those kinds of things. Here's an example, just an example of how this would work. The cookie overdose. So first of all, you have to understand the chemical scale. So what happens is this spiraling effect. The more chemicals that are dumped into our system, the more our feelings grow and those feelings become justified in our lost battles. That's how the adversary knows I can show up because I like to say, I can show up because Karen is sufficiently marinated. She has been marinated in her chemicals long enough, her feelings are strong enough that I can show up and say, Karen, you can do this behavior and that will flush out all of these chemicals and it will help you to feel better. So we call this blasting when um, the young men in their groups that learn when you're blasting, that's this strong feeling stage on the satanic spin. So it's these strong negative feelings and blasting, the word blast, the acronym, B is bored when you're bored. L is lazy when you're lazy. A is anxious or angry. S is sad or stressed. And T is tired. So those are common emotions that we feel when we're blasting. And that's a level two. So what you're doing is you're spiraling down the scale, but the numbers start low and get high. The further you spiral down out of control, the more chemicals that build, spill into your system, the more out of control you get until it makes sense for you to lose battles. It just makes sense. And you can't remember what it is that you even value because it makes a lot of sense to just lose a battle. 
Okay, uh, so just this chemical scale uh, to understand. So this is something your sons are learning is how to recognize what level they're at and that they win their battles most successfully when they stay below a level three. And they're trying to get good enough to catch their levels at a level one, just at a shift when the chemicals just start to spill. And so level zero is you're just acting normal and everything is just fine. You can connect to the spirit. You know what you value and you have a plan and you're happy. You feel like you feel like yourself. Level one is you don't actually recognize flashes because they're quite subtle. But what you recognize is the shift that the chemical spill causes. You just notice there's something off. There's a shift here that I'm feeling. And level two is the feelings stage, or it's when the chemicals have spilled into your system and your blasting or your negative feelings are getting stronger. And that's when the three, level three, dude moment shows up. It's the moment where Satan can say something to you that sounds logical and it's really not. Like, dude, can't you tell that you have been doing awesome? It's been a while and nobody's home right now. And you have so much homework and you've been depressed lately and you just can't shake it. And so all these thoughts, these feelings you're having of stressed out and anxious and bored and all of that, rather than go and do your warrior actions, you're tired. Let's just stay here and keep being marinated in all these negative feelings until uh, you're to a level four, which is your irrational conversation, where you're saying you've actually gone to maybe a screen or to your bedroom to hide or the bathroom, and you are saying, here I am, and my brain all the way there is saying, you know what happens when you go in that room, don't you? Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get this thing. Well, you know, the last time you went in there and uh, you were feeling like this, you lost a battle. I know, I'm not going to lose a battle. And your brain is saying, it's the last effort of your thinking brain, your value system, to say, wait, feeling brain, wait, don't, don't go there. That's the last ditch effort. Because once you're past a level four, you can no longer remember why you care. You can't remember why you care or why you should stop or why you shouldn't go there. Your level five is your forget it moment. Just forget it. I am just going to lose this battle and I'm actually choosing to lose it because it makes so much sense to me right now in this moment. Okay. And so I'm not thinking at all about this stuff here in my frontal lobe where my value system is, where I'm aware of consequences and why I care about not hurting people or myself. I'm now in my feeling brain in a zombie mode, just feeling numb, dumb, and like whatever I'm headed towards to relieve this, this strong buildup of emotions makes sense to me. Um, I'm going to just go through this behavior thing with these cookies, and then I'm going to go through it on a support level, a parent support level. So with your cookies, you're like, whoa, your first thought is, your level zero is, you know what, I'm feeling the spirit, 
I'm going to keep my goal of eating healthy. I don't eat cookies anymore. I'm not going to eat any more cookies. The flash is uh, someone's in your kitchen. You smell warm cookies coming right out of the oven. So you're just walking by the kitchen and you notice cookies, fresh, warm, gooey cookies coming out of the oven, sitting on the counter, and all that cookie dough in that bowl. And they look so beautiful just lying there, cooling off. Your level one, your shift, is you're not really feeling like keeping your goal. You're just kind of feeling like cookies are good and I forgot to eat breakfast and I'm physically not feeling like keeping my goal, even though in my mind I'm determined to keep my goal. Okay, and two, blasting. This is your bored, lazy, lonely, angry, anxious, stressed, sad, or tired stuff. Okay, those kinds of emotions, but that your level two is the pain of hunger builds up to the point that you feel like you need something to release the pain. Okay, now think of this on an emotional scale. If I go and eat lots of cookies, my pain might be what I was really doing before I walked through the office was working on a really big project for work that makes me afraid, makes me not I don't feel 100% comfortable about that project. And I know that that's increasing my level of stress and my, my emotional pain. Level three, you just, here's your, your dude moment or your thought. It is uh, just one little cookie won't hurt. What is that going to do to me? One cookie? You know, just one cookie won't hurt. Your level four is I know I shouldn't do it. Yeah but it's just one time. Yeah, but I know it probably isn't good for me. What's the big deal, man? It's one cookie, right? Okay, and then your level five is, oh, forget it. I'm so hungry, I'm going to have just one cookie. Okay, and then one dozen cookies later, later and time has passed and the frontal lobe is back on and functioning again and you're like, why did I do that? Oh man, what was I thinking? All right, so back to this slide. I think it's just important to notice uh, the same thing on a parent support level. So before we this meeting, I thought, what would be this same scenario with a cookie if I were a parent and I wanted to support my child in the best way? How would the adversary use this chemical scale and this flashing to get me to show up and play right into his hand? So that I wasn't supporting my child in the best way. And so anyway, I thought of, thought of this. And I'm looking at the chemical scale. My level zero is I'm feeling the spirit. I'm staying in a believing, hopeful place. I'm trying to implement the training I'm having in my mothers who know stuff that I'm hearing from these gals that, that have been on a on the journey longer than me. I'm in eternal warriors and I'm learning about what the adversary does to mess with me and get me to play into his hand and to do things in this battle with my son because what I value more than anything is to support him in the best way that will help him to be the most powerful he can be against the enemy. I want to be that kind of support. That's what I value. That's what I care about and I love him. And so my level zero is I'm just feeling like I'm staying in a believing place 
and I can feel high levels of love and appreciation for my son and his courage, and I know he's gonna figure this out. Okay, that's a level zero. My level one would be, or the flash, before my level one, the flash would be, you know what? First of all, you have to understand why this flash would affect you. The flash, Satan will always pick something to flash you with that has a lot of high emotional value for you. So here's something that I have set up with my husband and my son that I know will help our son and make me feel so much better about how his winning streak and helping him to win in the best way. So uh, we have all sat down and carefully planned out a schedule so that our son has an extra level of support and that someone is always at, always home when he's home. So he's not there alone because we've noticed that he loses battles when he's home all by himself. And now that we know that he's struggling with this, we've set up the system. He's not home alone. There's always somebody there with him, at least while he's getting the traction of winning. And all are on board, and the protocol is we communicate with each other if this plan isn't going to work. We text each other. We communicate. The plan is changing, so we can all adjust and support each other if life happens and the plan changes. So we text each other. So if, you, if you're going to be home before me, then you text me to tell me you're going to be home. So you spent the day working on your desktop computer, on some projects, and then you went to run some errands. And you're doing great. You're feeling great. You've got, you're still at your level zero. You've got some things done. And if you're so, so you're on your way home from your errands, knowing that you are going to be the first one home. And when you pull into the drive, uh, you notice that your son's car is parked in front of the house. When you pull into the drive, your expectation is that you're going to be the first one home and there's your car, your son's car. So your level one is, I have just shifted to something that feels off because the plan is off. This plan is off, the scenario's off, everything's off, okay? Uh, you check your phone, your first thought is, wait a minute, I should know that he's home because we're supposed to communicate. So you check your phone and you realize that you missed a text from him that said, Mom, I'm home. And you missed it because uh, you were just going with the plan. You thought the plan always works. We're going with the plan. But on that day, he texted you like an hour earlier and said, I'm home. So you go in and this is your level two, your feeling stage. Okay, your level two here is my strong negative feelings are starting to get big because now you're blasting, okay? You're feeling anxious, a little bit worried. Things like that start to come up for you because you know what happens when your son's alone. You've heard where, where it happens, how it happens, and that's what's going through your mind. So your, your emotions are even getting stronger. You go to the house and you see that your son has left all of his school stuff where it doesn't belong, his shoes and his backpack and his coat and everything right there, walked right by where it went and go put it over there on the couch or in the living room on the floor or wherever he puts it. And you also notice that he got himself something to eat because the milk and the cereal are out on the counter. And so you're thinking, isn't this a teenage boy? Doesn't he know how to put the milk away yet? Like that's just weird, right? Things like that. So you put the milk away and you call his name and no one answers. So you check the TV room, you check the couch, no son. 
you go up to his room and there he is sleeping on his bed. Okay, and by this time you're thinking, okay, it's okay, but you already have this thing like my stress is, my negative feelings are heightened and my brain is accessing my memory system, that filing cabinet that's reminding me what happens to your son when he's alone in your house and you didn't know he was alone in your house and you missed a text from him, you could have been home sooner, you were just looking at things at the store, you could have been home. So it's getting more and more bigger, okay? Then you're standing there looking at him at his doorway and he's asleep. You're still in a level two and your feelings are just growing and then you have this spike in your level two. Because you remember, before I went on my errands, I was on the desktop computer, and you can't remember whether you turned it off or not. And you know sometimes he's lost battles because you've forgotten to log out of your computer. And so you go down to the office and you notice that the password protection screen is up, but the light is on on the computer, which means someone woke it up. Someone woke that computer up. Okay, so now you're thinking, all right, that little smarty technology boy, he said he's figured out our passwords before. We've changed them recently because we knew that he did that. And now I know he touched that computer. I'll bet you maybe he's trying to figure out a new password. And it goes on and on and all the pain, all the stress and all the worry that you have about this is coming up from your filing cabinet. Okay, to the point that you have the thought, here's your dude moment, your, your level three, okay? This is your level three dude moment. Thought is that little stinker. I'll bet you he came in here and tried to find stuff and figure it out and password and I'm going to let him have it. So the thought is you should go let loose on that kid and tell him about your plan and that he knew the plan and that you caught him trying to do something. Just go up there and let him have it. Okay, and so as you are now noticing your heart rate's up, maybe you're tearing up, who knows what that feels like for you, uh, but it's big, you can tell it's big, and you're having a conversation on your way to his bedroom with yourself. This is your level four. Uh, you don't need to overreact. Remember how much you care about the relationship, and remember how what, what did they tell you in Mother Should Know about this? What have you learned about eternal warriors? And you're like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but what did, we, what did we plan again? We have a plan here. And he's not supposed to be alone. And I missed that text. And this hurts so bad. So the relationship, your brain says, but wait, what about the relationship? What about being an atmosphere angel, being inspiring? Maybe we should just wait and not say anything until you calm down a little bit and have a chance to discuss this with maybe your husband or your friend or, or God. Just do something like that. Yeah, I know. But what if he lost again? What if he did? I have, a, I have enough evidence, even if it's not that much evidence, it's not even proven that he lost a battle. But in your mind, you have proof because it's happened over and over again. And so the level five is your action stage. It's your forget it. Forget it. You go and you shake your son awake in anxiety and anger and fear and doubt, and you accuse him of what your biggest fear is. 
And then that moment, just like in the slide, where the girl is holding her stomach, then you realize after you've had an ugly face cry, or you've yelled and he's yelled back and told you, no, that's not this and that, and you said, well, how do I know if you're telling the truth? And all that goes on. Okay, but if I know how to check myself and I've trained myself, what it feels like when I shift, when I'm having mood battles that are leading to a place where the adversary is going to show up and tell me something that makes complete sense if I don't do something with some lawyer chemistry um, and use the tools that I've learned to shift this. Because if I'm trained and I understand how to handle moments like that, that have a high emotional charge like that, I can still figure out how to stay at the tree and wait until I have the spirit to speak to that boy. But if I have no clue about what the adversary is doing on a biochemical level, then often I will say things that trigger my son's brain to just shut right off. And often I will say things that don't sound like I support him, believe in him, and that I'm cheering for him, but that I have lots of doubt that I don't believe that he's going to be able to do this and that I'm mostly in a place of just overcharged fear, which makes it so he's not as transparent as I would love him to be because he knows that I, I go a little crazy sometimes. So anyway, that's how knowing this information will assist you to support your child. So I'm just going to ask Stephanie if she'll just share because Stephanie is an eternal lawyer's mentor, and she also has been in Mothers You Know for a while, and I'm just gonna ask her, how does knowing this information help you to support your son when you understand? I get that. Sure. So let me just give you a little brief history of what I was like before I was trained. When we first found out my son had a problem, I immediately started spinning, I didn't know that I was doing that. I was also pregnant, eight months pregnant with my fifth child and already pretty emotional and upset. And so I drove to my son's school during his lunch break to drag him out of school to force him to confess to me. And I was, and I did this in front of his friends at school. So that is the way I, I would have reacted or I did react before I, I had this training. Now that I have this training, the way that I react, if I know my son's lost a battle, first of all, one of the first things I do is pray for strength, and I pray for help, and I approach it like, you know, this is not the end of the war. This is just a lost battle, and because of that, I have a level of trust with my son. Not only can I trust him more, he trusts me, and so our relationship is much more open. So that has helped me so much, and I see such a difference in the relationship that I have with my son now and um, and also with my other children, too. They, they can tell me. They can tell me when they've done something wrong, or they can tell me when they're being tempted or if they're spinning or if they need help because they trust that I'm going to react in an appropriate, loving way. It doesn't mean that I applaud any misbehaviors or anything like that. Of course not. But 
the strength that I've gained from my training helps me to be calm in the storm. And that just completely changed my life. So I'm so grateful for that. And did it do something to help you understand why your son kept losing battles? Yes, it did. Because I kept hearing um, when we were looking for help for my son, I kept being given literature and hearing about this cycle, right? There's this cycle, but it wasn't, um, not the satanic spin, but it was the, the cycle of pornography and, and things like that. And so I, I didn't quite understand how he could keep getting sucked in the cycle. You know, we've now we've discovered the problem. The cycle's broken. <laughs> we can stop it now. Mm-hmm. But um, I couldn't understand why things just kept coming back, right? And it, it just felt like it was just always creeping back into his life. And right when we thought that things were under control, they weren't. Um, and now I realize that, you know, the battle is a daily battle. It's not, um, you know, Satan doesn't just tempt us or attack us one time. He's He's just not going anywhere. Um, it doesn't mean that we can't have great days and many, many great days in a row. And my son, he's on a mission right now, and he's just in a great place in his life. But it, it also means that he still wakes up every day and puts on his armor. And he's, he's ready and prepared to do battle each day if that's what it takes. And so I've also learned to do that. And when I saw the change happening in my son, I was so amazed. I thought, I have to learn what he's learning. I have to learn how come he's so successful now and he's not getting sucked back into this cycle anymore that has been going on for so long. So that was just life-changing for us. I know you're going to talk more about warrior chemistry to Karen, but wow, warrior chemistry has changed our life. It, it really has. And um, we have it as mothers as well as our children and our boys have this warrior chemistry. And so learning to use that to battle has just been a game changer for us. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks for letting me put you on the spot. Yeah, so it's really important. So our training tonight really is just an awareness of there is a scientific side of addiction that you must understand in order to have patience with how long the journey takes. Because however long your son takes in his journey will be exactly right for him. Because it's what it's taking for him to change the pathways in his brain. And neuropathways in our brain are something that have to be starved, if that makes sense. You have to starve something that's going crazy in your brain and replace it with something awesome that you like. And so um, one of the ways that you can build a new neuropathway in your brain is to Start doing what you want to happen. That's why we have right out of the gate, here's this power calendar and here's all the super cool stuff that you're going to do every single day. And then as you go through the program, you're learning all of these skills, these warrior actions that you can do, your drills, your flagpole, your passion projects, and your border patrol. All of that is for you to use in to stay strong and to win your battles. But... If you, as the son in the program, or you as the parent, don't understand this, I am a smart person. There is nothing wrong with me. I am good. The adversary is a, is a biochemical, psychological, military genius guy. He has figured out how to use my own natural tendencies to put me to sleep. 
so that I will do really stupid things that are against my value system. And especially when my brain has hooked into a pathway of a reward pathway, and that's a really unhealthy place that my filing cabinet in my brain will suggest that I go to relieve all of the discomfort I'm feeling. That's, uh, that's why smart people do stupid things. And that same spin, that same cycle is happening to all of us. All of us, it's happening. And so uh, it's just good to know. And so when you're doing things against your value system and uh, you start noticing why it's hard for you to stop doing that, when you understand this as well, it helps you to be more forgiving of yourself and to start using some information and tools that really will work instead of continually think, just forget it. I'm never going to stop doing that. I give up. So a lot of people um, with Taking Eternal Warriors, just like the boys in the Sons of Healing program, they overcome an addiction. They also strengthen so many parts of their character and their other behaviors that are so manly and cool. And people notice when they take eternal warriors that it's the best thing they've ever found to help them overcome depression. It's the best thing they've ever found to help them with their anxiety. And even though they've been on medication for this long, now with these tools and this information about my brain and how to stop this cycle from happening, I have taken a lot of my power back and I no longer need that as much. I've been able to do different things and use these tools that have gotten me to this great place. So it's just so useful. So the purpose of this parent training is to help you understand what your son is learning in Sons of Human and also how that applies to you and how it's going to be very difficult for you to support your child in the best way without this information. And does it happen? Absolutely. But if you choose not to take Eternal Warriors, my next best suggestions would be for you to read the Like Dragons Did They Fight book and also get Putting on the Armor of God by Stephen A. Kramer and make sure you read that book. And then go to the War Chapters of the Book of Mormon and make a purposeful, detailed study, slow and steady with your own notebook that is titled our families taking back its freedom. This is how we are going to do this. And go and learn in the spirit from reading the starting in Alma 43. Whenever I read about a Lamanite, that is why the enemy does what he does. That's how he does what he does. And whenever I'm reading about the warriors and the Nephites and how they win and what they do that makes them successful, that's the spirit can come in and say, this is what that means for you. For instance, just one example, and then we'll be done. Alma 43 gives the example of Captain Moroni dressing his warriors for the very first time in super cool stuff. And the Lamanites come upon them for the very first time and see, what the? They are dressed in super cool stuff. Everywhere that we like to hurt them and cause them pain and can kill them, they are covered. They're covered. And so what does it make the enemy feel like when they are completely armored like that? Well, it makes him afraid. 
then here I'll turn around and say, I cannot mess with them like I want to. It's not easy. Instead, just like in Alma 43, we're going to have to go around through the wilderness to find the weakest part of them and attack there first. That has so much to do with our border patrol. So it's the same thing. If you decide that I'm not going to use a power calendar and I'm not going to get into this as much as my son, it's not that important for me to pray every day, twice a day for five minutes. It's not important for me to get a relationship with God where I write letters to him and do amazing things like that. That's not, that's important for my son. He needs that because he has an addiction. And it's really important that he does his scripture study every day for this long. But for me, I get it two or three times this week, and that's pretty good. That's what that's like. It's you showing up in armor, just like those Nephites did, so that the adversary will say, I'm going around through the wilderness to find a weaker place to attack this person. But when you show up with no armor on, no power actions whatsoever, no prayers, no writing, no reading, and that's not a significant part of your battle plan to win your own personal battles, then it's just like the Lamanites showing up wondering, why did we wear a diaper to war today? Like, look what they're wearing. What are we wearing? We have nothing on. And that's exactly what the adversary hopes that we will do, is think those things don't matter. When they matter so much to discern him and stay in a powerful place. So that's why we have those PWR on that power calendar. Those are set goals that everybody is required to do. And then the MAN or GR, GRL on the power calendar are personal, individual things that you do. So it's just critical to remember, you know what? I am going to show up wearing something scary. I'm going to show that I know how to get dressed for battle. So that's all I have tonight, and next week we'll learn about warrior chemistry and the tools that we use in Sons of Healing that help the young men take their power back. Is there any comments or questions before we go? Yes, Stephanie? There was a question in the chat um, that I did my best to answer, but um, if you want to address really quickly, we may talk more about this next week. What is Border Patrol? Okay, excellent. So Border Patrol is what you do for your spiritual routine. It's what you do in your warrior actions. So for instance, in your prayers, your writing and your reading, it helps you patrol your borders. And people, they get lazy at their border patrol because the enemy hasn't shown up for a whole month. Doing pretty good. Hasn't shown up for a whole month to, to destroy my city or mess with us. So we're doing pretty good. Border patrol is marching around the perimeter of your city, the borders of your fortress, personally and as a family, and we, we don't relent because we know that the enemy's out there waiting for us to think he's not going to show up because he hasn't shown up for a while. We're doing pretty good. So it's just fighting with the intensity of a warrior and remembering our covenants and what we care about with that intensity of, you know what, I don't. I don't get weak. I patrol my borders and keep them strong. It's a good question. All right, well, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Be sure to listen to next week's podcast, part three of our parent training series. 
Karen will be talking about discernment, the chemical scale, tools for your personal arsenal, what are flagpoles, drills, and passion projects. If you have any questions, please email us at motherswhoknow at lifechangingservices.org or check out our website at motherswhoknow.org or sonsofhelaman.org. Have a great day.